to say my name. My name is Deja Brown. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. The Open Mic. The Open Mic. Podcast. Podcast. Pop, 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 podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Mike B. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Old Mike Radio Podcast. I'm glad to shout out to all the ones, the twos, the threes of y'all decided to download the podcast. This to it um, last week had a lot of good feedback from everybody, and I really, really appreciate that. Real quick, before we go any further, I want to say we do not own the rights to this song. This is Janelle Round Around by Method Man and Red Man from the High High Soundtrack. This weekend was uh, this past weekend was my birthday, y'all, and I want to thank everybody who thanked me and wished me a happy birthday. It's nothing like the outpouring love. From your friends, family, and those who are associates, you know, I, I really appreciate that. Also, RIP to the big homie Nipsey Russell. Um, you know what I'm saying? Nipsey Russell. I said Russell. Did I say Russell? Well, you know, we make mistakes here in the Hip Radio Podcast. It's Nipsey Hustle. You know, Nipsey Hustle. <laughs> But keep going, yo. I just like hurt right now. But Nipsey Hustle, um, RIP to the big homie. I'm not going to front. I, I'm, I didn't follow his whole path, his whole music path, but I did rock with that victory lap. And uh, one of my favorite songs was Key to the City. And, um, you know, it's a big devastating loss, not just to the hip-hop community, but to the community as a whole, a brother who was giving back and teaching, giving young boys the jewels, why invest in a gold chain or a platinum chain where you can own a building and make the people who don't want you to sit down in the chairs um, pay you rent. So take those nuggets with you and um, do what you need to do with those. Um, moving on, um, I got... Um, we, we got a big podcast for you tonight for the wrestling fans out there, for all the wrestling f- uh, fanatics. This weekend, as of today is Wednesday, I'm recording this, is the WrestleMania. WrestleMania 35, big event. Um, it's also a big wrestling event all around with un- indie promotions and stuff like that. We're not going to go into those. We're going to only do predictions on WrestleMania uh, 35, as you he- already heard. I got the big homie from Hurt's house, uh, Mr. Big Hurt, Brian Carr. What's going on, buddy? Man, nothing much, man. Getting ready for this WrestleMania 35, mm-hmm. and um, I'm looking forward to, to some of the events. Okay, cool. Hey, man, um, now, a lot of people don't know, unbeknownst to them, like the unbeknownst studio, um, you walk past the Hall of Mike Conda um, fame, if you will, a.k.a. my belt collection. Um, you, um, you were triggered, but... Yeah. Uh, real quick, you, you've been working on a project, man. You want to give the people a teaspoon, a tablespoon, a, a pinch of salt of what you've been working on. We all know about musical acts mm-hmm. and athletic talents and all those things who go on to be famous and go on to be rich and go on to be, you know, the gem of the public eye. But what about those people who put in the work and don't make it for whatever reason, political, bad decisions, bad management? Those people might be the best there never was. That's all you get. That was uh, that was a pinch of salt. That's that's what the good Lord <laughs> told you. Just dip a little bit, just to give it some flavor, and then walk away. That's what you did, man. I will say this: um, this summer, if you uh, follow me on Facebook, just Brian Carr on Facebook, big hurt in parentheses. Whatever that means. Um, if you uh, <laughs> follow me this summer, I will be dropping snippets from the cutting room for um, scenes that don't make the project. Okay. Okay. I already heard some of the ba- the backstories. I look forward to my Jergens lotion and um, some of that footage to uh, watch. Uh, yeah. 
He told me some of the backstories. We won't go into detail. Oh man, I'm not releasing those tapes. <laughs> I know. I, I'm talking about just the yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> moving on. We're talking about WrestleMania. We'll get to that um, after the break. <laughs> but um, me and me and Big Kurt, we always have these. Uh, the, he he went on Facebook Live in a no host bar group. That's okay. Real quick. I was ashamed at one time to be a wrestling fan because you know wrestling fans get a bad rap, mm-hmm. and so I normally keep my wrestling phantom to myself until I ran to a couple of good friends of mine. One is um, Brian Carr, um, Big Hurt, uh, at the Brandon Moore. You know I do comedy with all the time. My brother in comedy, um, Park. You might have heard me mention Park a few times. Um, a few other people, and there's a whole community of of, of people who love this stuff. Who who's like who are like into this. And once I got into it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I am a wrestling fan. We're not fat. We're, we don't live in basements. And never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> triggered. Sorry. We, Doubly triggered. We, we, we're not trolls. We're not. <laughs> Triply triggered. <laughs> okay. Okay. Whatever the stereotype is, because I'm listening to them and, and I'm, I seem to be uh, upsetting my guests. <laughs> but. <laughs> But we're, we're not all that. We're, we're smart. We're intelligent. We actually have lives. We, you know, we have families and stuff like that. But this is like to some people like, oh, man, fuck the Cowboys. This is like, oh, man, fuck Roman Reigns. That's that's us. You know what I'm saying? Um, Hurt actually went and um, went on Facebook Live and No Hose Bart. And he had an open discussion about uh, wrestling. You know, he was talking about NXT, WWE talking um you know just wrestling in general i like his input because we both come from the same era of uh wrestling i started watching wrestling back in 1986 um my uncle uh, shout out to my uncle slash big brother marlon who uh took me to starcade 86 um this is when they did the tour there was a pay-per-view and then there was a tour it was the start it was the great american bash tour i'm sorry not Starcade. it was great american bash tour war games it was dusty rose mm. dusty rose the road warriors and sting versus the four horsemen um, but Par Ellering was in there, and so was James James Dillon with the red and blue tights. Um, needless to say, um, I got I got hooked, not for the war games part, but um, one time um, Doctor Death, uh, I was right in the exit part when he when he the entrance and exit, I was right at that little corner part of the Norfolk scope. I was like Doctor Death, and he turned around and he looked at me. We locked eyes, and he did the stampede running in place motion. And, and 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 I was hooked from there. Um, so we we was talking. Well, we was talking, and he was like, "Don't get on this goddamn live, Mike." But um, one of the subjects I want to talk about, I would like to talk about the. Um, let's talk about. Let's talk about before we go to Enzo. I want to talk about NXT. Okay. I want to talk about NXT for a little bit, and um, you were saying some points, and I feel like there were some points, and there were some counterpoints, and there were people who were naming people, and I was like, that doesn't really make the point of NXT. Um so what what, what was your thoughts on uh, what was okay. your what was your POV? Well, here here was my here was my um <clears throat> here was my my point. My point was me personally, this is the truth, okay? I don't watch college basketball. I don't watch college football. I don't watch the WNBA. I watch the best of the best. It's not the reason I don't watch the NCAA. I just don't believe in slavery. Different subject for a different time. But <laughs> I like the best of the best. I check out the indies. I'm not really into the indies. I check out NXT and I should watch it more, but I prefer WWE. And I'll tell you why. Immediately at this point, people start saying it's not a fair comparison. And this is why I say it is. And I don't have my notes with me. Mike ambushed me. I don't have my notes with me. That's fine. I don't have any notes either. Heath Schuler was supposed to tear up the NFL. 
So was Johnny Manziel. Michael Owen with Candy was supposed to tear up the NBA. So was Greg Oden. So was Kwame Brown. These guys look good against other guys who are not tip of the top. Now, of course, for every NBA, you have a LeBron James. For every NFL, you have Tom Brady. And in WWE, you have Seth Rollins. All of those guys came from that era. But I don't want to see them until I see them. You can never tell who's going to make it where. And the problem I have with wrestling fans are the same problems that I have with some sports fans. They look at guys who get into the NFL and don't make it, and they blame the NFL, they blame the coaches. Kwame Brown, for a long time, people blamed Michael Jordan for Kwame Brown failing. I'm not here to say whether that's true or not. I believe that Mike Shanahan and Jay Gruden ruined RG3 because he could have been great. So there are those things. For every one of those RG3s, there is a... I'm going to say EC3 where the WWE doesn't use him right. I've never been impressed by EC3, but people I respect say that he's good. So that's fine. But for the most part, you have guys who come in and the WWE lets them do whatever they want. They let AOP do what they want. They gave them a super mega ultra push. They gave, um, I feel like they gave No Way Jose enough time. EC3, like I said, nothing I ever saw from him impressed me. That goes back to TNA. My problem is every time an NXT star fails, every single time, they go, Vince ruined them. But all he does is push these people to the moon. And my only point is some of these guys are just good in college. That's my only point. Okay. Now... Without the hundred thread comments that was in the Facebook Live, <laughs> I was ignoring the hell out of Mike Brown's comments. <laughs> okay, so I saw your comments. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you like you said, plug the podcast. I plugged it immediately, so you know I saw your comments. Yeah. So here, here's my thing about NXT. NXT WWE. Oh, let's shut the door real quick because it's late and everything. I'm in our studio. We got security guards, and so, you know, you know. Um. So when it comes to NXT, here, here's the deal. You got to look at, let's use the coaching analogy, okay? Mm-hmm. In the coaching analogy, you have different coaches. You have you, you, you have a different game plan. You have different plays that are being ran, NXT versus the main roster. What I mean by that is, um, let's, let's look at Aleister Black, Ricochet, uh, Adam Cole. Um, let's look at all these people. They're, they're good on NXT. Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Johnny Gangarno. All these wrestlers are good in NXT. Now, when you look at them, you look at and you look at Takeover. They're basically doing the '80s style, '90s style. We just hook them horns. <laughs> We're going to do straight wrestling matches. Um, cut to the chase. That's why Takeover is better, p- pay per view wise, than a uh, than a, 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 a like a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam or a Royal Rumble for the simple reason where it's just two hours of straight wrestling. You're getting their best. 10 to 15, um, including the female wrestlers, women wrestlers, um, in that promotion right then and there. Where you have in, where you have WWE, they're owned by the same people, but when you have the WWE pay-per-views, you got to throw in your filler, you got to throw in your comedy skit, you got to throw in, you got to throw in your backstage segment, you got to do this, you got to do that, in, into the mix. My problem is, what I, my problem with the NXT to the WWE transition is, why call them up? If you don't have an actual plan for them, 
Now, mm-hmm. AOP, you, you, you call them up, you bring them up. And I think, I think the NXT being televised has ruined the, uh, has ruined some of these these characters because when you think about it, a lot of these people debuted the day after WrestleMania, where normally the day after WrestleMania would be huge debuts that you didn't even heard of or didn't expect. So you have the internet fans already ruining some of the um, the debuts, where now NXT ruins the debuts because now you're anticipating certain people being called up. So AOP gets called up immediately to the main roster the day after WrestleMania. Everybody's instantly excited because they seen how dominant they were in NXT. And then the moment that they flop or something happens, then it's, it's Vince's fault. Well, when we look at the, the, the AOP scenario, they got called up and then they got called up without Paul Ellering. Their main piece, their mouthpiece, <laughs> they didn't, they, he got called up without him. Yeah. So he got stuck in, so he got stuck in Florida. On top of that, one of them got hurt. Well, things constantly move <laughs> in the WWE. One, one next man up mentality. Absolutely. Okay. So you have that, but then you have the Ascension. Now the Ascension was dominant before NXT because NXT, if you, and I've done the research for four years, it's only been hot for like maybe four or five years. So you pretty much take away Bo Dallas. You take away, uh. Uh, yeah, Bo Dallas, take away Neville, take away Big E, take away Seth Rollins, because these are the, maybe the first four NXT champions. Take away all of that. They wasn't really popping until the very first takeover, which was uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Kevin Owens, stuff like that. A lot of these, when you, when you look at a, when you look at Extension, they were dominant. They were dominant tag team. They held the belts for two years. They wasn't they were on TV. You call them up, and Vince says, "Oh, look at them. They could be the next." Demolition, and then they tried to book them <laughs> as Demolition Road Warrior knockoffs, and then immediately clowned them and then buried them against all the former tag teams, Road Dog, AOP, <laughs> right, and then discard them. And I think that's where that's where internet fans or NXT diehards be like, okay, this is Vince's fault because on one hand you have AOP, okay, they got hurt, but at the same time they didn't get called up with their mouthpiece. So now it's like, okay, if they never worked on any promos, that's their fault because NXT is like going to college, like you said. But then you have a team that's red, smoking hot, that everybody's like, yo, when they get into the when they get to the main roster, they're gonna kill it. And then the first thing you do is you kill them. <laughs> you kill them, and then like what their gimmick was, you do change their gimmick and give them face paint like they're the Royal Royals and cut their hair like the demolition. And that that's not what they were. They were like this demonic tag team. <laughs> there was like this scary. Um, what's the um, what's the name of that damn show? Where the dude Highlanders? They were like Highlander characters. Okay. Yeah. I never. I was never into the Ascension, mm-hmm. and I said um, <clears throat> when I saw them, they're going to be some great jobbers. They're going to be the conquistadors. They're not going to be demolition. They're going to be the conquistadors. They're going to be jobber, a jabber, a jobber tag team yeah. enhancement. And of course, the big one, Connor, I think his name is. Yeah. I think at some point he'll branch off and he'll rebrand. Mm-hmm. And by the time he rebrands, he'll have all the years of being in the Ascension under him. He's going to come out clean shaven in a suit, hair slicked back, and he's going to be great. That's that's just how I feel. Mm. I just don't think that all of them are meant to come out the gate and be great. Some of them take mm. years and years to get better. Yeah. Tony Romo. 
he, he was never great. But it took him a long time to not be great. <laughs> it took him a long time to not. It took him a long time to be above average. He, he didn't get great till he retired. Yeah, he's a great commentator. <laughs> and some of these guys are going to be Jason Jordan, great behind the camera. Yeah, great in the gorilla position. But, but now you brought up the Jason Jordan thing. You, you know, once again, you call him American Alpha, and then you immediately break him up. <laughs> great tag team. And and like I said, not I don't have something for all of it. Yeah, American Alpha. I always believe. That there was a problem with them internally, the two of them, mm-hmm. because I don't see how that doesn't work, and that happens all the time. Yeah, all the time you have tag teams who are put together who don't get along. Mario Gennetti and Shawn Michaels did not get along. Yeah, um, Mario Gennetti kept it together. I mean, he also kept beating Shawn Michaels' ass, but he kind of kept it together. They didn't yeah. get along. Yeah, um, I suspect Val Venus and the Godfather didn't get along. I don't know that for a fact, but I suspect it because supply and demand was a hot concept. It just dissipated. Mm. It happens. Um, you know, the insiders could have been one of the greatest rap groups of all time. At times, you didn't get them. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> getting into my project. You're talking, about, you're talking about DDP and Kevin Nash. Oh, no, 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 no. No, sorry. I'm talking about something else. I'm talking about the best there never was. I don't even know why we're talking about that. I'm sorry. That's more than a teaspoon. But uh, so, I mean, so, okay, so we get, we, okay. Then you, summer. <laughs> so do you have Vince on the record saying that, hey, I like when the NXT guys come up and then I bury them and then they have to figure their way out. They got to swim their way out, drown them and let them swim. I, tr- I, I truly, be- I honestly truly believe that. When you told me that, in it, that EC3, the one thing he could do was talk, mm-hmm. I said, to me, it makes sense why Vince took the microphone away from him. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, you're good at that? Cool. Yeah. What else you got? Yeah. Because there's always going to be someone who could talk better. Yeah. What else can you do? Yeah. Um, you take Seth Rollins. If he's good at something, you take it away from him. Say, okay, well, what else? Oh, you're a great little baby face. Okay, be heel. Show me. Yeah. Show me what you have. Yeah. Stop doing the curb stomp. Do something else. Yeah. And it's just... But see, but then, 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 but then you look at the shield, right? The mm-hmm. shield, they came off of NXT. They were put together. Mm-hmm. But they was coming together at By a time. By CM Punk. Yeah. So, but you, they, they came up in a time where it was FCW and then NXT where no one knew. Because when I saw them come through and, they, you know, they debuted, I don't know, I didn't know who the hell they were. They were like, this Roman Reigns, this Seth Rollins. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know who they it, were either. You know what I'm saying? So, but it gave you, it still gave you opportunity to watch them grow. Mm-hmm. You know, it gave you opportunities. You didn't see all the, because then when I go back to NXT and I see him wrestling Bo Dallas and I see him wrestling all these, they're like, oh man, he's really good. But then not being able to see that then mm-hmm. gives you an appreciation. It allowed them to have time to grow into their roles or whatever said role is that they're going to grow into. It's just, I think, I think NXT is, is a great brand. If they make it just a third brand and just leave it like it is, it, it, it'll be perfect. But if it, they're going to call call these guys up and not utilize them, because they called up eight people. They advertised like eight people, heavy machinery, uh, 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 Lacy, that was that. All of those were all of those were mistakes. Yeah, every single one of those were mistakes. You call them all up, and then the only people you see is heavy machinery, and then Lacy makes an appearance here and there. You see, well, <laughs> that's not true because Alistair Black and Ricochet are getting pushed to the moon. But they wasn't advertised to be called up. Yeah, they were. They no, were an advertisement. No, it was EC3, Lars, Lacy, Heavy Machinery. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. So then, then, and then Vince. Another little report that I heard, he was like, "Nobody's, I don't have any more stars," and that's when they pulled up Ricochet and Alistair. Yeah, Black. you know, you're right, you're yeah. right. 
So, but it's like, okay, so why would you pull these people? Now, Heavy Machinery have been there, they've been there so long, like, it was more of a, okay, sink or swim. But Lacey, Lace, Lacey just got there. EC3, he was just there a year. It was like, why did you call him up? Well, you know why he called Lacey up? We don't have to say why. You oh, know yeah. why he called Lacey up? Because she's blonde. Yeah. She's blonde and she's hot. And when I say hot, she's Vince McMahon hot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she has back there, so I can't say that she's Big Hurt hot. Yeah. Um... EC3, you know how he likes buff, non-charismatic dudes. Yeah. So he's buff. From what I understand, he has charisma. Yeah. Take the microphone away from him. Guy. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> so it's, it's God just damn it. Look at his pecs. <laughs> you know, you got you, you, Robbie Rue was the entrance. And then they made a point to be like, he's just the entrance. You know, so then they threw Chad Gable in there. And now they both do the same entrance. They took, they put lyrics on Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, well, Shinsuke Nakamura, when he came up, I was never impressed. But when he went heel, I loved it. When he was hitting people in the nuts and saying he didn't speak no English, I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I could rock with him for a little bit, but I knew I was going to get tired of him. Yeah. Um, it's just certain guys, it's just certain guys for me that aren't more than their advertisement. They're not yeah. more than great against other college players. Yeah. On top of which, I, don't, I didn't want to point this out, but those NXT guys are tiny. When you see the Revival standing next to grown men, it's it's kind of weird. They're little guys. Yeah. And um, Vince don't like them little. Vince doesn't like those little guys. <laughs> and that's, he, he messes up. You know? Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels had to tell him that he was missing the boat on Daniel Bryan. Which... I was not always in agreement about. Yeah. I was not always in agreement about him missing the boat on Daniel Bryan. Yeah. But it wasn't for Shawn Michaels, once again. But this is the problem. And CM Punk. Yeah. So you look at the WWE now, the product now, they're pretty much hamstring and handcuffed because they, they buried Braun. They buried Sam, Samoa Joe. They buried all these people to build up Roman Reigns, who has consistently uh, no disrespect to his condition. None, none, no, no, no disrespect. But they put they they put the cart on the wrong course, absolutely of the shield. Their their bread and butter has always been Seth Rollins, and <laughs> always yeah, it's always been Seth Rollins. He's day one. Um, he's the only one that hasn't been hurt except for the one time where he you know in the middle of a championship match right away, you know hurt himself. But every time they put the belt on Roman Reigns, something magically happens. Something just happens where he has to drop the belt every time. It's like he take the ball and run. Or they miss the boat when it's the time where everybody expects him to win the belt, and like, oh no, not yet. We almost got, we almost got the sympathy. Ah, Brock wins again. Brock wins again. So you have one belt that's not being seen at all. It's up in my trophy case, and then you have another belt <laughs> triggered. <laughs> so I mean, so I think it's getting to the point now where it's it's almost WCW like where they're still pushing all these old stars to the moon, or and 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 they don't and, and they bury the the small the, the the newer guys, you know, because how many times have we expected Braun Strowman to win the world title, the universal title, and he just didn't win it? But you keep trying to force. force. I, they 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 forced it on Roman Reigns. I feel like they missed that boat, but I don't think that Roman. I don't think Braun is buried at all. I think they're still protecting Braun, mm-hmm. and I think Braun is over in a way that Roman Reigns could never be over. Braun mm-hmm. put himself over. Yeah, that's something Roman never did. Yeah, and um, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to take a short break, and by short break, I'm going to play another drop. Um, 
And then we're going to talk about this Enzo thing. And then we're going to... Do I have another drop? I got a drop somewhere. Uh, I got a drop Are we going to talk about WrestleMania at some point? Because I know you're supposed to wait like two weeks to have this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But just in case you get busy. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. We, we can talk about WrestleMania. It we'll, can happen. We'll yeah, either way, I'll, I'll be available. Let's see. But yeah, let's get this WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. 24 minutes? 24 minutes? Yeah, we're 24 minutes. Let's, do, let's get this WrestleMania thing going. All right, we'll take a, we're going to take a... Uh, we're going to take a plug. We're going to plug something real quick. Be right back. And just a goat. Just say my name. My name yeah, is... That's the wrong one. Hey, it's your girl, Trady Sade. When I'm not hosting Comedic Relief at Wonderland Ballroom, you can catch me listening to the Open Mic Radio Podcast. And we're back. <laughs> just an eight-second break. I like I like bringing cheap plugs in. Just a little eight-second break. Um, okay, so we're back, and um, we're talking about... Now we're going to talk about the meat and potatoes, why... Why I'm a wrestling fan, why Hurts a wrestling fan. We talked about NXT. We're going to talk about um, Enzo later because there's 17,000 matches coming up this Sunday, and we got to get to <laughs> We got to talk about maybe eight of them. Uh, I'm looking at this. First of all, I just want to let you know um, by far, this is the weakest WrestleMania of all times. Um, <laughs> and takeover is going to be better than WrestleMania, folks. Yeah. Watch, watch. Is there is there a takeover this month, this week? Is there a takeover? Yeah, yeah. The takeover is Friday. Fans are going to be like, oh, takeover is better than WrestleMania before WrestleMania starts. Just, you I guys piss me off so much. I with that just seen a meme. I just seen a meme by uh, Big Kurt, and I absolutely dislike him. I'm going to <laughs> save this and post this on my on my open my radio podcast Instagram for y'all to look at. Um, <laughs> it's it's made in real time. It's made in real time, folks. <laughs> So I'm um, trying to go on this damn site so I can see exactly what matches we have. Um, so what are your thoughts on, on what, what do you what do you what are you what are your expectations of uh, <laughs> of WrestleMania? I don't have expectations. I just really hope that the ladies can bring it home. Um, I'm really disappointed that they forced Charlotte into this match. Really disappointed they forced Charlotte into this match, but. I think it'll be a better match than just Ronda versus Becky. I do think Charlotte being in the match is better. And I say that because Ronda has shown that there's not a woman in WWE that can compete with her physically. Yeah. I think they're going to have to rat pack her, all four of them. And I worry about Naomi's job for spoiling the end of WrestleMania. She spoiled it in the WrestleMania? Yeah. She said, you buried the entire women's division so you can have the four horsewoman moment at the end of WrestleMania? Come on, bruh. She said that on Instagram. <laughs> I think the post got removed, and I'm worried about her job. Shoot. Even though the Usos just re-signed a multi-year deal, so she should be safe also. Yeah, she, she's fair. Uh, she should be safe. They, they're not going to do nothing to uh, Naomi. She's, she's the most athletic one, uh, one of the most athletic uh, women's wrestlers. On the whole roster, with a lot of coordination, I'm trying to find. The, I'm trying to find the uh, the card. I got it here somewhere. They just showed like maybe six or seven matches. My expectation for WrestleMania is, and this is my prediction. I, I, I first, first of all, I'm a very heavy component when it comes to female wrestling, women wrestling, because I have a daughter. She likes Naomi. She likes Sasha Banks. Um, she just became a Ronda Rousey fan because she got the hat. So you know, my daughter believes she could be be a wrestler, and this is great for the WWE. And it makes me happy to have a eight, a nine year old who likes wrestling because now when she when the WWE comes to DC, I bring her with me and she just enjoys it. It's absolutely a ball. Um, the second thing is, 
Uh, okay, cool. Uh, the second thing is if Kofi Kingston doesn't win the belt, I may, I just may <laughs> not watch wrestling for a while because I just feel like it's his time. I, 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 I and and we'll get more to the predictions later, but um, that's just my 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 expectation is it's a really it's been a really weird build up because it's never taken this long to get all the card announced and build up and finalize until like the day, almost two days before the actual event for the big event. So um, it's kind of like more of a uh, piecemeal WCW booking, if that makes sense. If you get what I'm saying, get my drift. All right. So we got like 16 matches. Uh, uh, we got 16 matches. Um, let's just, let's just name all the championships. Uh, we can't name all the championships. All right. So, Damn, that's my matches. All right, so we're not going to do the Andre Battle Royal or the Women's Battle Royal. We're just going to skip through this. All right, so Shane and Miz. I really don't give a fuck about this match, honestly. Uh, I think this storyline is trash. <laughs> Obviously, Miz wins. Though. Yeah, it's, it's like Miz, Miz. So you going Miz? Yeah. Okay, we're going. Oh, shit. I should have was right this there. Yeah, so we can go uh, double or nothing because I did win yeah. the last time. All right, so I got the old handy-dandy notepad <laughs> that has old phone numbers in here, by the way. Swift. So, so we both go Miz. So they they cancel each other out. All right. So um, we have Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. This coming Tuesday. What was it? Tuesday. Had Randy Orton not RKO'd AJ, I would have went Randy Orton. But I'm going AJ. I I would go AJ also. But I think it also depends on whether he's signing a long-term deal or not. If AJ wins, you know he signed a deal before WrestleMania. If AJ loses, you know he's moving on to AEW mm. in September when his contract runs out. I thought, I thought he signed a deal. I think he did. If he did, he's going to win. Okay. So now we have the Batista versus Triple H no holds bar. By the way, every Triple H match at WrestleMania always seems to magically turn into no holds bar. I think they're trying to hide, trying to handicap, trying to hide his handicap now his older age. Triple H has never beaten Batista one-on-one, on top of which if Batista wins, Triple H has to retire, and that's not happening. Triple H wins. I'm going Triple H as well because it's supposed to be Batista's retirement match. If Triple H does lose, I think it's just being him being petty so he can outshine Kurt Angle's last match. But <laughs> but I'm going Triple H as well. We have um, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Jesus. This is where it gets weird because Drew McIntyre, NXT guy, um, Vince likes him big. He's powerful. If he was on SmackDown, he'd already be the world champion. Mm-hmm. But he's on Raw. But I'm going Roman. Never bet, never bet, never beat, never bet against Roman. Roman's comeback match one on one after he beat Cancer. If he beat Cancer, if he beat Cancer, yeah. he can beat Drew McIntyre. I like what you did there. Um, WWE Cruiserweight, WWE Cruiserweight Championship. I have that one in the case. Um, Buddy Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese. Hurt has a special feeling for a 205. Tony me, <laughs> buddy, and some more. No, no, no. Tony Neese. He's, he's the buff one, right? Yeah. I'm going with Tony Neese. All right. I'm going with Buddy Murphy because I don't see him losing <laughs> no time soon. All right, so we got the four-way women's tag team title match. Uh, so, the boss of her connection. I'm changing my name, Buddy Murphy. But <laughs> 
All right, so we're, we're pretty much going. He probably, he probably, he's probably going. You know, now that you say that, I think he's going to probably hold the belt for a long time. So he's like, I've been two hundred five live champion for two years, and you know, yeah. longest title reign in the company. You're right until until uh, uh, somebody like Johnny Gargano or somebody gets called up. Good call. Uh, so we got boss going two hundred five live. Okay, so we got first of all, I'm okay. First of all, I'm sick of these made up um, names for the women's tag team division. It's just really, really confusing to me. So you have the Boston Hug connection, which makes sense, but then you also have the Samoan Slaughterhouse, yeah. which is sexy and devious at the same time. Yeah. Then you got Beth Phoenix and Natalie versus the Iconics. Iconic, <laughs> dude. That pose at that the pose end. At the end is, <laughs> that pose at the end is hard, yo. That Android 18 Club pose is <laughs> is fresh. But to have the four horsewomen moment at the end of WrestleMania, you need the four horsewomen to win this tag team match. Yeah. So Boston Hug. You want Boston Hug? I don't believe well, we'll get to that when we get there. All right, so we're both going Boston Hug. All right, so SmackDown tag team titles just announced yesterday. The bar versus the Usos versus Ricochet and Black. Versus Shinsuke and Rusev Day. Um, this was just thrown together. This is probably going to be on a preview show. Um, I don't think they're going to go three strikes and they're out. I'm going to go Aleister Black and Ricochet. I'm going to go Usos. And of course... Alistair Black and Ricochet won't get pinned, and they'll look fantastic. Lots of flips, yeah. Lots of flips and kicks. Yeah, and neither the Usos will get pinned. I think it's, I think that's what they got Shinsuke in them in there for. <laughs> yeah, so I think Shinsuke is there to get the pin. All right. Oh, wait a minute. United States title match. Samoa Joe. It may or may not happen. We there have been reports that Rey Mysterio hurt his ankle in DC. Samoa so, Joe for me. Yeah, I'm going Joe as well because I don't see a scenario in which Rey Mysterio loses. I mean, wins United States title. He didn't come back to win. My dark horse for that match is Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. My dark horse for that match is Kurt Angle. Oh. But I'm going, uh, as far as our official picks, mm-hmm. our official picks, mm-hmm. Samoa Joe. I just backslash it just in case it happens, just to give you credit. I think, I think Kurt Angle might sneak in there and win that match. All right, so we have the Intercontinental Championship, uh, Finn Balor, the Demon, versus Lashley. Um, he just announced on Monday that the Demon King is coming. Um, but I think this will be the one time he loses. <laughs> I gotta go with the Demon King until he loses. So this is our first disagreement. No, no, I'm gonna go with Demon King too. Okay, I'd be happy to be wrong because I'm also <laughs> don't believe that Vince is gonna let so many black people win in one night. Mm, shit, <laughs> what happens when no black people win in one night? Black history myself. All right, so <laughs> this is pretty fast. We are. Hey, I gave you guys our truth. <laughs> what more do you want from me? Well. I really expected this to be a long ass preview. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> we're, tearing, we're tearing through this shit. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Okay, I think we should put some filler in this because we're only 35 minutes in. <laughs> uh, we still got Enzo. Mm-hmm. Swift. Okay, we can talk about Enzo. Well, we can just wait for later. Okay, whatever you want to do. Uh, I just want to put some. Um, all right, so we have the Universal Title match: Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. This is the only year. Every year at WrestleMania, they go, well, you know, this is going to be Brock's last match. He's leaving, going back to the UFC, and it never happens. And he always wins, and people fall for it every year. This is the first year they haven't spread those rumors. I think Seth takes it. Hmm. I think Seth is the beast slayer. Because if not Seth, fucking who? Maybe Brock? 
that, that ship sailed. It should have already happened if it was going to be Braun. I think it's Seth. I think Brock is going to win. And the reason why I think Brock is going to win is simply because Roman Reigns is back. And I think they will drag this out for Roman to get his belt back off of Brock Lesnar. Sure, it would be easy to put it to do Seth versus Roman and break the shield up again. But <laughs> I really think Vince wants that big Roman versus Brock Lesnar rematch at SummerSlam. So I'm going to go Brock. All right. And I'm going Brock for this reason here. The next is the WWE Championship. <laughs> They're not going to have two title changes back to back like this. Um, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, this is this is probably the the most invested storyline of all of the storylines in the whole WrestleMania card. I think a lot of people are emotionally invested into into this storyline for many different reasons. The racial uh, uh, points that it points out, um, thanks to Brian Saxton. Uh, I think some of the uh, the in the windows they point out the new day promos have been awesome. Big E wearing all black with a knitted cap. Um, Xavier in a comp, in a comp, in a uh, in a video game conference saying, "Hey, I don't I could do more things in Russell. I can do this." Um, think the promos have been uh, magnificent. I think also a lot of people get it confused in the promo. I, I was watching the video earlier on NoDQ.com. I got to cite my sources sometime and. Um, they were saying, yeah, because Kofi can't win because the only reason why they got into the match is Kofi got into the match is because the New Day had to win, win to get him in there. And I'm like, did you just miss the other three weeks where he had to fight ten people? <laughs> he fought five one time, then he fought another five another time. I'm like, this was like the last straw of the New Day part, um, Big E and Kofi. So um, for me, even if I thought Brian was going to win, I'm still picking Kofi. Because he has to win this time. He's 11 years uh, strong. And even if it's just one of those Zack Ryder winning WrestleMania, lose on SmackDown, Christian-type moments, at least he won it. And you can't get mad if he wins it and then lose it because <laughs> he won it. But um, um, deep down, uh, I think it's Kofi. Herc? I think it's Big E. I'm going to say Kofi. Mm-hmm. I think Kofi wins the match. I think after the match, Vince says, you're a B-plus player. You've had your moment. I don't think you're the guy. And he restarts the match, and Big E wins the belt and walks out as world champion. Mm. Plot twist. I, I did a backslash because I want to make sure you yeah, get I got credit. a couple backslashes. <laughs> for, for just for, for credit reasons. Yeah. And now to the main event, the first ever all-women's main event. This is why I think the Naomi twist um, gets null and void because both belts are on the line now. Mm-hmm. And you can't have the four-horsewoman moment if one person holds both, holds both belts. It's kind of hard to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that throws a wrench in it, doesn't it? Yeah. So for me... Uh, this, I mean, I wasn't interested in this, this program until Monday when um, when Charlotte put the knee to face on Ronda Rousey. Um, and I I really believe the people in the back didn't think that segment was going to be good until it aired because if, it, if they had any inkling that that last segment was going to be good, they would have made sure it was the, it closed out raw. Absolutely. And that Kurt Angle putting, um, putting the Corbett in an ankle lock. By the way, if you was there at um, Raw in D.C., you would have saw Dean Ambrose for the last time. He came out and he um, double DDT'd 
um, Corbin. Um, I don't know who to pick for this one because my heart says Becky, which is the obvious pick. I just don't think for it to be the first unification match. It's going to be Charlotte. It's what you, you yeah. want to say because it's Vince. Yeah, I actually want to say Ronda. I, I'm saying this. You know what I'm thinking? The tag team match will tell us all if Bailey and Sasha don't win the tag team match, Ronda's going to win. But Bailey and Sasha win the tag team match. Becky's going to win. She's going to let Charlotte keep. She's going to win or take all, but I forfeit the SmackDown Championship back over to Charlotte because she won it fair and square and she has it. And, mm-hmm. and the four of them will be walking around with belts, even though Becky will be recognized as a unified champion. That's what I think will happen. Mm-hmm. I think Becky's going to win. But I would love to see Shayna Baszler and that other chick come up and help Ronda win. Yeah. That would be awesome. Because I think they'll be there for the I think they'll be coming for the clap back. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be coming for the clap back. So it, I still think I think Becky's gonna win. You going Becky? Yeah. You know what I would love to see? What is that? The nasty boys, blue <laughs> bloods, um, bash at the beach finish. Now, way back in WCW, there was an event called Bash at the Beach, and they had a triple threat tag team match. It was the Nasty Boys. Mm-hmm. It was William Regal and somebody, the Blue Bloods. I don't remember his partner. Dave Teller. Hmm? Dave Teller. And honestly, I don't remember the third team. Let's call it Public Enemy, but it wasn't. <laughs> the Nasty Boys beat the brakes off of both teams. Like they're just beating their ass on the beach putting them through tables, beating the hell out of them, beating them with chairs. And they threw the guy from Public Enemy on the ground. They threw William Regal on top. And Brian Knobs sat down and pinned them both. One, two, three. But the Blue Bloods walk out with the belts because technically Regal made the pin because he was on top of the guy who got pinned. Doesn't matter that Brian Knobs was on top of him. I would love to see that finish. I would love to see Ronda beat the hell out of both of them and pile them on top of each other and go for the pin and not realize that she lost. Hmm. You like can't that. end WrestleMania that way? I would just love to see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't... But more more, more likely, I think the four horsewomen, um, I almost said dog walk, but I meant to say rat pack. I hope they rat pack her. Mm-hmm. Um, rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. That's the uh, rat packing is a street term for jumping somebody. Um, I would love to see them rat packer mm-hmm. and uh, pat her out. Another another game term. Pat her out and um, you know have Becky make the pin and they all stand up with the belts. Then Ronda comes back with her crew with a vengeance. Maybe even Travis Brown also. Yeah. Who's Travis Brown? Her husband. Who? Ronda, Ronda Rousey's husband. Ah, okay. I was like, wait a minute, Travis Brown. I mean, what's the rapper? Okay. Hey, no, no, no. So, you know, the guy who knocked that security guard silly with the realism looking punch out of the scene. So, pretty much, this is going to be trash because um, <laughs> we um, basically agreed on all the picks except for Brock. Oh, uh, yeah, Brock and then the Usos and what you call it. Okay. All right, people. This is the Omar Radio Podcast Predictions for WrestleMania 35. We'll be back next week. Next week, we're going to give our breakdown. We're going to take notes, hopefully, because um, eight hours I actually took off the following day, that Monday. 
So maybe if you're free, her we can do a recording Monday or something next Monday. Monday, if you're off that Monday, we can do it early in the day. Okay, yeah, that I works. I have somewhere to be at seven. Okay, that's cool. Uh, that works. That works for me. Um, so yeah, um, hopefully everybody enjoys WrestleMania. It's gonna be a big week. NXT is is Friday. So um, if you're a wrestling fan, you know this this is our this is this is our time. This is what we trained for. This is what we trained for since last April. <laughs> Johnny Gargano is just Zion Williams. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, if you're not a wrestling fan, um, leave us the fuck alone till till Monday. <laughs> till actually Wednesday. Some of us are fat trolls that live in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to plug anything, Hurt? Swift. <laughs> um, look out for Hurt's house. Um. Sometime in early May, I'll be doing a podcast where I talk about the NFL draft and where we stand after that. Okay. Also, I may speak on the folding of the only competition to the XFL, the AAF, grand opening, grand closing. AAF, this is this is better than regular football. They're really better than theirs is better than the NFL. More entertaining, and it's gone. Uh, I actually heard a rumor that. The, the owner of the AFL begged Vince McMahon to buy them, and Vince was like, nah, I'm good. Why would he need to buy them? He can starve him out. Yeah. Like, no, you're good. I'll just, after after you're gone, I'll just raid your company. That's the same thing he, would, he did with WCW. Yeah. You know the original plans for WCW? They were going to buy it for, you know, $40, 50000000 mm-hmm. with the TV slots. Yeah. And rebrand it, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. And they were going to move Monday night roll to Thursdays. They were going to let Nitro have Monday nights. That was the original plan. But they started asking for a ridiculous amount of money. And then said, you want me to pay that kind of money when you have wrestlers on payroll who owe more than what the company's worth? Mm-hmm. No, I'm good. I'll just sit back and wait. <laughs> you go ahead and pay Hulk Hogan uh, $50,000 per appearance on top of his $5 million guaranteed per year. Go ahead. Go ahead and pay Kevin Nash Four point five million, and you have to give him a ten percent bump every time you bring someone in who makes over four million because he had to clause in his contract that he had to make a half a million more than the next highest paid wrestler besides Hulk Hogan. Dude, that contract was beast because Scott Hall had the same contract. Yeah, and then Sting got that contract. Yeah, it, it just Scott <laughs> Hall is like <laughs> Scott Hall's like, yo, I'm making three million a year, and I have a contract saying I have to be the second highest paid wrestler in the. Hey, then I say, hey, you can go ahead and bring in this person and pay him $3 million. Then I get a bump. Mm-hmm. Then I get another bump. I, th- Kevin Nash made so much money off of WCW. <laughs> and, you know, I say WCW was paying these guys millions and millions of dollars, and they were bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars. Vince McMahon said, I'll wait. Yeah. And they wasn't even doing half the dates. I'm not doing a house show. You go, you go do a WCW house show. You got, uh, what, what you got, you got, uh, you got Juventus Guerrero in the main event versus Psychosis in the false count anywhere. Figure four only can win the match. <laughs> just, <laughs> just remember, Vince McMahon bought WCW for two point five million dollars. That's it. That's how much you paid for WCW. <laughs> <laughs> What did you get for $2.5 million? You get five wrestling rings. One's in the Undertaker's house. One's in the Rock's house. I think Ric Flair has one. Sting has one. One's in the WWE, which will soon be a WWE museum. Um, you get all the banners, the logos. But more importantly, you get that content. Mm. That you get the slow release on the WWE Network. 
That's what you get for two point five million. Dude, he killed him, yo. He, yo, he killed him. And then he didn't have to pay the guys. They were like, yo, you can take a buyout mm-hmm. for, for 20 cents on the dollar and then come work for us because you can't work for us while you're getting paid by Turner. Yeah. Or you can sit at home and get paid by Turner. Bill Goldberg was like, I'll sit at home and collect $3 million. And so did Hulk and so did Nash and all these other people. They sat at home and collected that money. <laughs> like Vince made out $2.5 million. So you say Sting got a ring? Yeah. Well, Sting has one of the wrestling rings. So they only had five wrestling rings? Um, no, I think they have more than that. Oh. But, um, you know, most of the wrestling rings, most companies only have two or three. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the WCW ring, they, WWE couldn't use them because they're softer and they're also smaller. Not yeah. the same size. So it's for people who are rehabbing. Mm-hmm. But he said one went to the Performance Center. Taker had one. Rock had one. Sting had one. He said he thinks Flair. And then one's in the museum. And he said he didn't know what happened to the rest of them. Wow. But, you know, the rock trains on it because it's bouncy, mm. you know. And um, whenever he's making a comeback, that's what he trains on in his house. Pit Taker has one in his basement. Like, you know. That's crazy. I feel like I should have one in an unbeknownst studio. Dude, look, those belts are cool, but what happens when one of us has a wrestling <laughs> ring in the basement? <laughs> what happens when one of us has a wrestling ring that has a little bounce to it and start taking some bumps in the basement? It's you know? just a little softer. It's a little softer on the bones. <laughs> I want a ring now. Yeah, I do too. Hey everybody. Hey, if y'all enjoyed the podcast, make sure y'all share. Make sure you subscribe. Uh I want to thank my man Hurt one more time for coming through. I gotta find this song. I'm Swift. I'm just I'm just stalling now. I'm just stalling to find the song that I'm looking for. Um I really don't know what you came here for. But I got something else. No, something else. It's do hustle's my last name, yo. Oh, I can't do that one. Okay. Too much copyright material. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I just do just enough, just enough to please the, the. Uh, there we go. One day I'll bring you a song that you can close out with. I need that joint, y'all. The you best that was never heard. We can just come over for you. You can, you know. This is my man Tony Gobain. Um, I got some shows coming up. Um, this week I'm actually tomorrow because it's gonna drop right now. I'm at the D- I'm at the DC Draft House this Thursday. Um, I'm at the DC Draft House. Uh, for the for the last three guys on um, uh, monthly, um, also April film at Hannah's basement doing the show for Keith Corey's album re- release party or release taping. Uh, April 9th I'm at Sean's Voice in Columbia, and April 10th well that's then that's nothing else. Um, April 12th I'm at the DC Improv Lounge. April 26th I'm at the DC Improv Lounge as well. I'm also in the Charm City Festival May 10th. I'm also open up for the Hodge Twins May 17th for the DC Comedy Loft. Um, also, don't forget, every other Thursday, I'm at the Tavern, Reliable Tavern out in DC. I want to thank Big Hurt one more time for coming through. Uh, I want to thank y'all for listening. And, um, you know, uh, let's be good to each other, man. Once again, uh, RIP to the big homie Nipsey Hustle, not Russell, like I said before. Um, to be um, meet again, everybody. We out. What up? This is Hurt, aka the Big Hurt, aka the Black Mountain. And right now, you're listening to my guy, Mike Brown, on the Open Mic Radio Podcast. <laughs>